That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Look, I didn't want to be a half-blood. If you're reading this because you think you might be one, my advice, close this book right now. Believe whatever lie your mom or dad told you about your birth and try to live a normal life. Being a half-blood is dangerous. It's scary. Most of the time, it gets you killed in painful, nasty ways. If you're a normal kid reading this because you think it's fiction, great, read on. I envy you for being able to believe none of this ever happened. But if you recognize yourself in these pages, if you feel something stirring inside, stop reading immediately. You might be one of us. Once you know that, it's only a matter of time for they sense it too. And they'll come for you. Don't say it in the morning. Welcome to Of the Eldest Gods, where we discuss Rick Riordan's role as our godly parent. I'm Taylor from Cabin 6. And I'm Charlie from Cabin 13. And this week, we're covering The Fast and the Furious. Wait. What? Get it? Get it? Because she's a fury? You know? I hate you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> what are we actually covering? Chapter one of The Lightning Thief. Um, was it? I, I accidentally vaporized my pre-algebra teacher. Yeah. Didn't we all want to do that when we were when we were kids? Oh, definitely. Uh, in case you didn't do the reading, here's what happens. Percy immediately warns us to turn and run if we feel any similarities to him. We find him on a field trip to the Met in New York City listening to his Latin teacher, Mr. Brunner. Percy is a troubled kid, dyslexic with ADHD, and really not enjoying his time. While walking through the Greek gallery, he faces some opposition by the evil math teacher, Mrs. Dodds, and support from Mr. Brunner. Mr. Brunner is always pushing him to succeed, despite all that's against him. Percy gets into a little bit of trouble when a bully gets pulled into the fountain mysteriously and is dragged into the museum alone with Mrs. Dodds. It's then that Mrs. Dodds starts acting even stranger than normal, turning into an evil hag and attacking him. Mr. Brunner throws him a pen that magically transforms into a sword. The hag is killed and Mr. Brunner is gone. And no one even knows who Mrs. Dodds is. Mysterious. <laughs> uh, so every week uh, before we actually talk about the chapter we want to give you a little background about uh, what's what's happening so what is happening life wow that's deep <laughs> so uh, every week I will pr start off with a little bit of geography or history depending on what is going on in the world Sometimes it's really hard to follow along as to where our heroes actually are. So that is my job. And Charlie, what, what's your job here? Oh, I have a job? Oh, that's that's good to know. Someone should have told me before this. Damn. Uh, no, I'm, I'm covering the, the mythology and folklore and such. Giving you guys a little bit of background on things. So we are going to do our best not to use spoilers on the show for those of you who are listening for the first time. 
if ever Charlie or I accidentally spoil something, uh, I, I will uh, include a spoiler alert in, in the episode so you know to stop listening. With that, uh, I'm going to talk a bit. We're, we're only really in the Met for the entirety of our first chapter. There's no movement. There's like, there's like places that don't actually exist, like Percy's school. So, <laughs> but they're not there. They, the they? whole, oh, that's right. The whole there, time yeah. they're in the, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, uh, commonly yes. known as the Met, which is on Fifth Avenue in New York City. If you are an art buff, you probably already know what the Met is. Uh, I'm going to put a link to their website in the description because you can actually look for free at a lot of their exhibits now through their website with uh, COVID happening. If you're listening to this in the future, God, I hope COVID's not happening anymore, but here it is. <laughs> so, would recommend uh, they have works dating back 5,000 years, and that's why they are able to see a lot of ancient Greek and Roman statues during their field trip. If you want to have the Percy Jackson experience, but you cannot get to New York City, take take a ride on ride on their website. I promise it'll be a good time. I had a good time. Don't judge me. Did you? I did. Okay. I won't judge you. Oh, thanks. For once. <laughs> so, what are we fighting this week? Well... Well, it's not just what we're fighting this week, because we actually got a myth in the chapter that was talked about. Because at the, when they're at the Met, Mr. Brunner is telling them about Kronos, the Lord of the Titans. There's like, there's a lot about um, succession myths in Greek mythology. And the whole Kronos thing is very intertwined with that, because he killed his father, Uranus. And then Zeus ends up killing him. What? <laughs> the word Uranus is just funny. Let me go. I'm five. Uranus. That's less funny than Uranus. Is it? Urine. Is. Your anus. Yeah, I'd rather hear that. Okay. Mm. I've always said it, Uranus. Because I think that's that's how they said it on, like, Sailor Moon, I think. So, hmm. And this whole myth is all about Zeus killing Kronos. Because, so, Kronos was already worried about his children being more powerful than him. Because that's just, that's just how it goes. You know, you're, you're a powerful being, you're gonna have more powerful children. They're going to overthrow you. Yada, yada, yada. So, he knew this was coming. He eats all of his kids, except for Zeus, because Rhea, Kronos' wife, hid Zeus away and made Kronos swallow a rock, which actually has a name. It's the Omphalos Stone? I don't pronounce Greek, so I'm doing my best here. That's, that's the tagline for the show. We're just doing our best. <laughs> just like Percy, just doing our best. Yeah, so Kronos eats five of his kids. Zeus is raised on Crete, 
who he's raised by actually varies depending on which version of the story it is. Uh, sometimes I think it's some nymphs. Sometimes it's the Earth Mother Gaia herself. Um, my personal favorite is when he's raised by a goat. We, we like goats. Goats are cool. <laughs> Big goat stand here. <laughs> She's nodding. Okay. <laughs> uh, so apparently gods can grow up because he grows up and then he seeks revenge and somehow causes Kronos to vomit up his siblings. That's just a it's a great image there, right? Just vomiting up people. Yeah? Yum. I mean, he also had to eat people, so... Gross. All of it is gross. And then we have the whole, like, battle between the gods and the titans, which is called the Titanomachy. Moral of this story? Don't eat your fucking children. Oh, man. That was my plan! God damn it! <laughs> damn it! Alright, and then for the, the thing you are all probably expecting, we have a fury in this chapter. Though, technically, we don't, we don't call her a fury yet, but that, that, is, that is what Mrs. Dodds is. Uh, they got a few different names in mythology. Um, can I pronounce any of them? Do I, do I want to try pronouncing that? What are you trying to pronounce? Which? Arenas? I think that's the Greek word for fury. Oh, it's Eumenides. That's oh. not the word I'm looking at. <laughs> oh, that's, it's also the, the other word for that, that I mean, that is also another version yeah. of it. I was going to talk about that in a second. <laughs> oh, sorry. The Arenas, yeah. Arenas? Yeah. Maybe? Okay. I tried. Um, <laughs> so yeah, one um, writer actually coined the idea that they can't be, they shouldn't be mentioned by their true name, and that was um, Euripides, and that's how they became to be called the um, the Eumenides, aka the kindly ones. Ooh, don't don't use names. We'll get there. Spoiler. Well, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not but, really. But, like, that's a, that's a trope in, like, a lot of folklore and shit. Like, don't use, don't use something's true name. Anything involving the fae. True names. That's fair. Don't, yeah. don't, don't tell them your name. So, names have power. <clears throat> um, the parent, the parents of the Furies, they also vary by the source. That's just, that's just how these things work. Nothing is ever set in stone. Sometimes they're primordial. Sometimes they're born from Uranus's blood after he died. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, they're punishers in the underworld. Uh, Lecto punishes moral crimes. Megara, not the Meg from Hercules, punishes infidelity, oathbreakers, and theft. And Tisiphone? I think that's how you pronounce that. Punishes murderers. I have to look at it again to... I... I apologize to any native Greek speakers. I am doing my best. Tisiphony. Tisiphony? Yeah. That sounds better. Yeah, Tisiphony. Whoa, we got that. Uh, 
There isn't really any stories about uh, them other than that, so... Where do they first appear? Huh? Where do they first appear? Do you know? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm just looking at Wikipedia right now. Do, 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 do. Were you actually looking for an answer, or were you just going to say it? Oh, I know what it is. Okay. Would you like me to share? The Iliad. The first time they're ever, they ever appear are in the Iliad, but they're mostly associated with Aeschylus. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Okay. I got you, fam. Listen, this is just, this whole segment was just me trying to explain things and sounding like, like a dumbass, but that's pretty usual for me. I'll make you sound wonderful. Oh, oh, thanks, babe. Thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll clip out your anything that I think makes you seem dumbassish. Well, then just cut out everything I said. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. (laughs) That's less work for me. (laughs) Then you have to do the entire podcast yourself. You said it, not me. Okay. (laughs) That's it for the myth corner. I think we, we still need to have names for these things. Hey, hey, you know, tweet at us if you have a, a fun name for our myth and history slash geography corner uh i'm calling mine the where the fuck are we now corner (laughs) but if anybody wants to submit something else i guess i'll take it okay i think we should get on with the chapter now so i just reread these books again probably like four months ago but can you think back to when you first read them and what was your reaction when you first picked up that first chapter and it starts with hey guys stop reading okay so see memory is a hard thing for me but is it the adhd yes it is real life adhd you can't remember shit there you go but like okay so page one just like the drama what Percy. As our friends over at the restricted section say, it's all about the drama. Are, is Percy a wizard? Is that what we're trying to say here? We don't have proof that he's not. You know, you're right. He's a kid with messy black hair and green eyes. Just like a, an, another wizard we know. Uh, Yeah, just... Okay, so also, like... I know there's... At least one other children's book series, children's, that has, like, the same kind of, like, opening message. And that's, um, I never read it, but uh, a series of of unfortunate events has, like, a similar opening. Like, don't read this. Or, like, it's gonna have a sad ending kind of stuff going on. When Once we get through all of Rick Fireman's books, we'll do a series of unfortunate events. I don't want to, because I know it has a sad ending. That's the point. That's what page one tells you. At least Percy, he's not like, this is going to have a sad ending. He's just like, don't awaken the demigodishness inside of you. Yes, now demigodishness is now a word. Hashtag demigodishness. I'm going to start a trend. I will, I will make that a hashtag. Don't you worry. I'm starting a trend. So... Uh, my big problem with the first page is I read this when I was 
12. Did you be- did you believe this? Did no. You, like... No, I had a hard time believing that Percy Jackson was also 12. Okay. Interesting take. Like, I'm like, you're way too mature to be a 12-year-old boy. Question. Did you think you were a half-blood at some point? No. My family was too religious for that shit. Okay. It was very depressing. (laughs) I definitely did. I never never got to, like, wish for my letter from Hogwarts or go on a journey with Frodo in the ring. See, I never... I never got, like, nearly that much of a connection with Harry Potter to be like, oh, yeah, I'm getting my Hogwarts letter this year. No. But with Percy Jackson, I'm just like, a satyr's gonna find me this year. I know it. It's coming. (laughs) A monster's gonna attack me. Somebody's gonna murder me. It's fine. I hated all my teachers. I'm like, this one's gotta be a monster, right? Come on. Yeah. I... It's definitely one of my favorite openings to a book ever. But I just remember when he says, my name is Percy Jackson. I'm 12 years old. I'm like, no, you're not. Should I, should I immediately talk about my, uh, uh, um, how old is Percy in each book thing? Because that's a thing. Well, so also along that lines, when does he write these? That is, that is a fucking question. So that, that was like. It never occurred to me until I was reading through this first time. I like how we're still in, like, the opening paragraphs here. But I'm just sitting here. He's like, last May. Well, so did you write it at the end of the summer? Are you just, like, keeping a journal? Okay, okay. So he's he's 12 and he's writing this. So it should be before his birthday. According to the math that I've done on how old Percy should be. Yeah, well, his birthday is what, August 18th? Yes. So, somewhere in between, what, like, the beginning of August and August 18th. Is probably when he's writing this. Yeah. But also, like, what? Is he keeping a fucking journal along the way? I, I really want to know if they're going to keep, like, this whole first page thing when they do the, like, the TV series. That is that is my biggest thing. I want to know how they're going to do that. If they're going to keep that shit. Anyway, digression. <laughs> I can't wait for the TV series. <laughs> but yeah, Percy is just a fucking drama queen. Uh, I know you have a, a tirade coming on, though. Based oh. off of, like, something he says on literally the first day. <laughs> oh. I... Hmm. <laughs> he goes to a private school for troubled kids. Am I a troubled kid? Troubled kid? Yeah, you could say that. As a teacher, I can tell you there is no such thing as a troubled fucking kid. Kids need help, but calling them a troubled kid is degrading to the child. And you know what? Fuck the American education system. Look, I kept my rant short this week. I was waiting for it. (laughs) I knew it was coming. Every week we're going to get a teacher rant, if possible. I can't wait. But so, like, he's at... Yancey. Is it? Are they all supposed to be, like, criminals or something? Or just, like, is is that what the implication here is? I would think so. I mean, what's what's the girl's name? Nancy? Nancy Bob Fitz. Boba Fett, sorry. Yeah. Like Boba Fett. Nancy Boba Fett. That's Mm -hmm. right. Yep. 
<laughs> well, because I, I think about it, and he, he starts talking about how he gets thrown out of all the other schools ahead of time. And one of them is, I had an accident with a revolutionary war cannon. How? Percy. Percy. First off, I want to know how. I want to know what happened. Yeah, that's that's literally my, my note. Why did he shoot a cannon? Yeah, I was like... Was he shooting it at a monster? Like, by accident? Didn't know? I have questions. Like, at least the time when he's in fourth grade and he gets expelled for his Marine World shark pool incident... At least that, like, makes sense. He he hit a wrong lever. Yeah. Like, I could see, like, leaning up against... It's it's the place's fault for having a lever where a ten-year-old could hit it. You know what that's making me think of? Um... Kronk? Yeah. <laughs> wrong lever! <laughs> oh, God. But, like, I wish I had Mr. Brunner as a teacher. I yeah, wish he I... seems like a chill dude. I wish I was like Mr. Brunner. I wish I had gone to the Met as a... as, like, a field trip. Would I take... If, if these kids are supposed to be quasi-criminals, would I take them to a fancy-ass museum in the middle of New York City where they could pickpocket people? The answer's no. I mean, I saw you shaking your head. But God bless Mr. Brenner. I have a, I want to know, why is he leading the museum tour? Don't they have people to do that? A docent. He's, a, he's just a teacher. A docent. I like to call them docent. Well, you're fancy schmancy. Docent. Okay. It's like, it's like a croissant. Boom. Un petit baguette. Okay, so... <laughs> but, but, like, they have somebody to do that. I just want to know why why he doesn't, like, just, like, chill for a second and let somebody else do it. Yeah, you have a guy who's crippled in a wheelchair. Let me just take you all around the museum, y'all. I mean, he clearly loves his job, so that's why he's doing it. But also, I'm surprised they let him just... Give them a random ass tour. I have so many questions about Yancey's policies for teacher hiring. Well, okay, but Mrs. Dodds, they just... And Mr. Brunner, they're special cases. I understand that they have a bigger role, but how did they convince... Like, I know we figure out a way later about how that might have happened, but conceptually... How? That's where my head is right now. Because then we meet Nancy right after that, and fucking Nancy can go die in a hole. Nancy goes to Yancey, though. That's that's something that's just always bothered me. <laughs> like, she's doomed to be terrible because she has the name Dan Nancy Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Wouldn't you be terrible, too, if your name was Nancy Boba Fett? Yeah. Isn't she ginger? Oh, yeah, super. You, you don't have freckles. I'm offended. You're not very freckly, though. I have freckles. But they they describe her freckles as liquid Cheeto. Well, I think I had a note about that. Because you know who else's face is like that? Uh, 
face like Cheetos. Hmm? He's no longer in the White House. Oh, I've been trying to forget about him. Let me go. (laughs) (laughs) Had to make one last joke. One last time. Like, and then the other thing with Nancy is, why is she eating a peanut butter and ketchup sandwich? Okay, wait, is, is that what it was? I remembered peanut butter. I did not remember peanut butter and ketchup. What? Back of the head with chunks of peanut butter and ketchup sandwich. I just... So at this what? point, we're just, like, on the bus into the city. And we just, we know three people so far. We have Percy, who's telling us to stop reading. We have Mr. Brenner, who's just trying his best. And we have fucking Nancy Bobafit. Thankfully, we meet Grover, like, in the next sentence. But, man. Grover is adorable. Justice for Grover. He's just trying his best. They're all trying their best. And, like, for all Percy knows, he's a kid with, like, bum legs who can't do gym. Yeah. Who really likes enchiladas. That's important. Yes, yes, he does. So the, then, also, Mrs. Dodds. So, like, doesn't she sound kind of badass? Yeah, because, like, after we finally get there, we, we're, like, in the museum tour. And Mr. Mm-hmm. Brunner's, like, taking them along. And then... You get the the description of Mrs. Dodds, and I wouldn't be scared of her. I'd be like, that man, that woman's cool as shit. Yeah, no, I would just be like, Icon, I am obsessed with this woman. She's wearing a leather jacket, and she's like an old lady. She, well, she's 50. That's old. My mom's gonna, like, reach in through the phone and, like, murder you now. Well... I mean, my mom is also over 50, so... And I call her old. Rude. But but also, like, I do have this question. Do you think she actually looks older than 50? Because kids are just really bad at estimating Oh, maybe age? she looks younger. No, she probably looks younger than that, because Percy is bad at things. Yeah. I just thought about that, like... he pro- She probably actually looks like she's 30. Like, to to him right now, I look like I'm, like, 45. Oh, dear. That's so scary. I'm just saying. Yeah. But also, so they said the, the last teacher had a breakdown. Uh, my theory, did Mrs. Dodds cause this teacher to have a breakdown? Like, she freaked her out? Like, as, like, we know she's a fury, so it wouldn't be out of the question for that to be a thing. Yep. They just bring their... My assumption is also that the other teacher is still alive. Shit, now we don't... Well, is... So we know at the end that they keep saying their math teacher is Mrs. Kerr. Was that maybe the original math teacher? Shit. Shit. I don't know. I mean, she obviously doesn't sound as badass as Mrs. Dodds does sound. Well, wait. But, okay. Well, we don't have enough of Percy and Mrs. Kerr, do we? But... He doesn't seem to recognize her at all. So maybe she's not. Maybe she's a new person. I have questions about how she's replaced so quickly. Sorry. I I do have a not... uh, I am assuming uh, Rick did this on purpose, but describing her as from Georgia. Do you know what I'm hinting at? The song, The The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm just saying. 
Well, she's not a devil. But she's associated with Hades, who is not the devil. I'm 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 saying the place Hades. Yes, I know. I understand. Which which, which is essentially hell to people who don't understand how Hades works. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that eventually. That's a topic. Oh yeah, so what is it? So while Mr. Brenner is like explaining the whole thing and he, he explains the whole Chronos myth to the class and then he like he keeps singling out Percy typically. Yo, I, I admire this man's questioning techniques. He does it exactly like how they teach us to do it in teacher college. In teacher college. Isn't that what what I went to? I just like how you phrased it. But like the fact that he he questions Percy, like, why does this matter to your real life? And just... Yo, he was trying to do the whole why does this matter in real life shit that everybody asks in uh, high school, like, when you're in math class. Like, I'm gonna have a fucking calculator. Why do I need to know about Greek myths? I don't blame them for questioning it. The way you phrase that, I'm gonna have a calculator. Why do I need to know about Greek myths? Mm-hmm. Why do things in history matter, like... Ugh. Such good foreshadowing. Like This this chapter's is filled with foreshadowing. I don't want to talk spoilers, but like foreshadowing. It'll be nice because when when we learn some of this stuff and being able to go back and for people who are reading it for the first time being like, Oh man, they talked about foreshadowing in this episode. I figured out what they were talking about now. Yeah, well it's like it's also when you read something as an adult, you see all the things like yeah. that. When I was a kid, I'm pretty sure I had- I just didn't notice any of this shit. Yeah. I don't think I noticed it. But, like, I- I like Brenner says about real life and how your studies apply to it. And my response was just, bruh, he's 12. He's not thinking about longer than tomorrow. What is life to a 12-year-old? Um, going to school and being miserable? Yeah. That's, that's what it was for me. And that's what why they go outside and get to eat outside on Fifth Avenue watching all the great people pass by. I didn't get to do that shit in, in school. I'm jealous of this. I want to go to Yancey just so I can go to the you Met. Wanna, you want to go to Yancey with all the troubled teens? They got to take Latin when they were in sixth grade. Oh yeah, I also have questions about his, his Latin classes. Just, he pulls out a sword. They just... They do shit in Latin class. I don't know, man. I don't know. Because that's, like, that's more exciting than my Latin class in college, so. Well, because then they go outside to like, eat. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I get not wanting to pay for museum food. Museum food is pricey as fuck. Give them that. So they're all eating out there. And Brunner's just like, let me sit here in my... Uh, wheelchair with my little red umbrella yeah, and read a yeah. book oh god that's it's so cute how did people get hired at this school you know what i i want to see like fan art of mr brenner with the like little umbrella like just chilling like he's at a cafe that's just so cute yeah like this this whole part where they're setting it up and they're outside on the street, and you have Percy daydreaming about his mom, who's a few blocks over. I have a question there. Yeah, that's sad. Are they just not allowed to see their families? I mean, 
he's on a field trip. I feel like they can't. But also, he's at, he's at a boarding school, right? Yeah, well, so, that's what I'm saying. Like, can his mom not visit him? I mean, maybe she just can't. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the, she just can't get there. Yeah. And then you also have, like, the whole bit about, like, climate change with there's a huge storm brewing. Uh, he mm. talks about global warming. We'd had massive snowstorms flooding wildfires from lightning strikes. Huh. Yeah, I wonder what that means. But then they talk, talk about Lunchables, and you know what? That's a-okay with me. I never had Lunchables. Lunchables were field trip food. Nope. I never got to have Lunchables unless it was field trip time. That's cute. <laughs> My field trips were weird. We once, like, went to a power plant. But we got to play at a park and eat Lunchables. Oh, yeah. I also just want to know if Percy's getting, like, any classroom accommodations. That's that's another thing. <sighs> I I feel like, to be honest, all of these kids probably need classroom accommodations. Speaking that's from, fair. Speaking from a teacher's perspective, um, even if you just take, like, Nancy Boba Fett, Girl definitely has some sort of mental health issues happening there that would get her qualified for certain services. Um, Grover? Grover's got anxiety. You got that and the fact that he has a muscle disorder. Yeah. The school needs help. That's, that is what I took away from this chapter. The school is fucked. Not the important things that happen. Just, oh my god. As an adult... This is what I'm taking away. <laughs> Screw the story. I have so many questions. I'm concerned about these children. Someone protect them. Because then the next thing you know, like, Nancy's bullying uh, Grover. Does anybody do anything about it? No. Percy can't do anything about it. And then, you know, what, what happens when he gets mad at her? What is, what is that about? I don't know. Yike. Did did he push her? I like the fact that, like, all of the kids are saying it wasn't him. You know, you're not, you're not wrong. But once again, it comes back to that idea of adults not believing children, which, like, probably for good reason with this group of kids. I'm not gonna lie. You probably have some pathological liars within it. Nancy is one of them? Nancy probably... Nancy probably doesn't know what actually happened to her. No, she doesn't. But, like, she also wants to blame Percy because she does. Don't we all? Rude! But just kidding. So, like, Grover, Grover's like, I did it, I did it. And Toss is like, no, you didn't. And this is the perfect excuse for her. But uh, before we talk about what actually happened, the normal punishment she gave him last time was a month erasing work math workbooks. What? Yeah, yeah. But like... Tweet at us, what is the worst punishment you received in school? I bet you didn't have to erase math workbooks. That's just... What if somebody wrote in pen? Yeah, they probably got. They probably had to go through and white out all the math workbooks because they wrote in pen. That's just so ridiculous. I just wanted to point that out before we uh talk about what actually happens to him, because uh, um, what? And did nobody? So he says, "How'd she get there so fast?" Um, referring to Dodds like going into the museum entrance. Mm-hmm. Didn't nobody else see her? 
Nope. They're all standing there. Nope. And it's they it's, don't they don't see shit. What are you talking about? Well, the other, that's one of the things like with this book is remembering that we have a twelve year old narrator and just thinking about the unreliability about it, especially because he even goes and tells us there. Uh, he has puzzle pieces that break apart because of his ADHD. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's one of those places where it's funny, because I'm sure somebody might have reacted to that. Yeah. Something something else, like, as she's talking to him, like, being all mysterious, uh, Percy mentioned something that I just, I had to write down. Um, Percy plagiarized one of his essays. Oh, yeah. And he, like, fully admits that. And I don't remember ever reading that before. <laughs> uh, I I did I forgot I wanted to bring that up because um he mentions it was about it's Tom Sawyer yeah it was about Tom Sawyer and then he says that having to read the book was the worst punishment he could have imagined for that crime. Instead, he got to erase math workbooks. Oh wait, no, no, he no, did. no, no, it he didn't, didn't get happen caught for that one. Yeah, he was just that's right. But, like, imagine that's what you think the punishment should be. Yeah. Uh, But she's got, like, this whole, like, evil villain thing going on, being all mysterious. We are not fools, Percy Jackson. Yo, when she started growling, first off, she takes him into a super far section of the museum from where they were. Mm -hmm. Then she starts growling. Yeah. I don't know about you, but as a 12-year-old, I would have booked it out of there. Also, thunder shook the building at one point. If if it's any if an adult growls at me and I'm 12 and no one else is around, I'm going to start screaming or something. That's what they taught me and they taught me about stranger danger. That is an unsafe adult. This isn't adult. a stranger. This is a teacher. She's still an unsafe adult. Yeah. We gotta scream. Come on. Learn your lessons from elementary school. I'm just saying, he might just see her as, like, an authority figure who's, like, going to just reprimand him. And he has to take it. Because, you know, he's a troubled kid. He gets what he deserves. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that's the mentality that's going on here. If he was truly a troubled kid, he wouldn't take it. You know, you're not wrong. Yeah. But Percy's just been like, eh. So, uh, we, f- we finally get to see her transform. At that point, yeah. I think, at that point, I think I would just keel over. Her, her large leathery wings from the leather jacket. Like, was, the jacket was her wings. A mouth full of yellow fangs. Oh, that's beautiful. I just like the term shriveled hag. Yeah. That's what I'm going to make, that's what I'm going to make my Twitter bio. <laughs> you can actually use twitter it's on my phone i'm not saying i'm gonna use it but it's there hey go follow her on twitter don't you're not gonna <laughs> find anything there it'll just be retweets of the show but also like he ends he describes her and everything and then he says then things got even stranger yeah because because your teacher turning into a monster isn't strange more strange than that is the, the guy in the wheelchair throwing a pen at you. Yeah, like, I would feel like the pen turning into the sword is way less strange than whatever the fuck just happened. 
Yeah, whatever the fuck she is, is nothing. It's like, he's, he he doesn't think that's anything. There's, <laughs> but all you know what you know what makes it strange, the fact that Brunner says the phrase, "What what ho, what ho, Percy, huzzah!" Hey, is he calling Mrs. Dodds a hoe? Hag ho, same thing. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> If I wasn't already dead when she turned into a hag, if I looked down in my hand and I thought I caught a pen and it was a fucking sword, that that would have been the end of me. All of this, I would have been out of there. I would have. See, peed you wouldn't. My, you would not make it as a protagonist. I would have peed my pants at this point. No, I need to know what's happening now. I think it's just so ridiculous how easily he kills her. He just swings the sword and she's dead immediately. And this isn't super a spoiler, just in the fact that we meet other things in the series that it takes so much more to kill, who, like, theoretically should have been easier to kill. And no, yeah. it's just, it's just like... Compared to her? It's like, like prod. He just he just swung it and then she's dead. Also, the fact that she says "die, honey," that's hilarious. Another example of the fact that I love Rick Rick Fireman's writing is the phrase, "Mrs. Dodds was a sandcastle in a power fan." Yeah, I I just uh, that's all I want to say about it. Just the fact that that's a thing that was written down in a book. I, I also, this might be spoilery, but I just, I have questions about the pen sword in this scene and how it works. As do I. Compared uh, to later. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it. It does come up again later, so keep your notes. I have my notes. We probably have the similar note. Yeah. We in the chapter. She's, she's dead. And... Percy just has Mr. Brunner's pen, which he takes back, and Mrs. Dodds has never existed. So we got some gaslighting going on here. I like how Brunner's like, bring your own writing utensil in the future. You know what's also funny about that? Because, hmm. like, it's a it's a pen that turns into a sword. Oh, the pen The, the, the pen, pen is mightier than the sword. Uh, 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 uh. But the pen is the sword. Oh. Oh, what a paradox. Ah. Uh, the other thing I love, how he, he says, my lunch must have been contaminated with magic mushrooms. Like, that's just an everyday thing that might happen at the school, to have the context that that might be a thing. Because when I was 12, I didn't know what magic mushrooms were. So, uh, <laughs> what the fuck is up at, Nan at Yancey? They just... I have questions about the school. Like, Brunner is such a terrible chaperone. Percy's just been gone with Mrs. Kerr. I want to know if Mrs. Dodds was a good teacher. That's my question. Only to Nancy. But, like, no, did she, like, teach them math well? <laughs> did anybody learn shit? Yeah. Or did she even bother? I have, I have similar questions about Mr. Brunner, though, well... We'll end up talking about probably next chapter. I, I just, as a kid, this was definitely a good hook. Yeah, you, you got a lot of questions. Like, imagine, we both read this in, what, seventh grade. So, mm -hmm. just sitting there thinking, 
Am I crazy? Are things like actually what they seem around me? I'm like just constantly... Because in comparison to some other series that might have some element of magic or mythology or anything, this chapter, everything does, it seems completely normal. It seems like it could just fit directly into everyday life. So, like, yeah. I definitely I definitely get why you would, like, question if you were a demigod or not. Mm-hmm. Because that chapter itself is, like, teachers are mean sometimes. Maybe they're actually evil. You know, this is just, this is just how you open one of the, the urban fantasy books where, like, you know, that's a, that's a special kid right there. Those kind of books where <laughs> everything's normal until one day this happens. That's how they all gonna start. Yeah, obviously. I'm not, I'm not comparing this to any other book in particular. No. No, I, I'm not. Well, you might be, but <laughs> I genuinely wasn't because, like, you see this a lot with just anytime you try and mix fantasy and or science, even science fiction with every, like normal everyday life, it normally gets to the point where it's too unreal. And for this to be like the opening hook, where it's just like it was an ordinary day at a museum. Yeah, Rick is just really good at grounding everything and like mundane things yeah the crazy part was only two pages in the book it was it was like a page really from her like becoming a monster and the pen it was like a page really yeah it, it is a, it is exactly a page in my book yeah so i think that's interesting too like how well I don't know, there's a lot of stuff that I just realized even, like, from our conversation that I, talking it out, I'm like, oh, oh man, I didn't even think about that. And, and that's one of those things where it's, because I was I I had to be sneaky about reading them because my family was too religious, and so I never really got that whole, ah, oh, this could be real sort of thing when I was younger. So now looking at it, I'm like, man... I wish I had had that imagination when I read these the first time and could have been like, oh man, yeah. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want to be like, hmm, well, this teacher who hates me, that's obviously a monster and they're going to kill me. No. When you're like a 12-year-old. A I, I was definitely that kid. <laughs> I already had anxiety issues. What's one more to add to the mix? I ha I was too caught up in my fantasies, so... I was too busy being mad at the history teacher for <laughs> brushing his teeth behind me and spitting it out the window next to me. The fuck? Middle school was not a good time, Charlie. Middle school was not a good time. Oh, I agree. Middle school was not a good time. But it I had different experiences than that, so. <laughs> well, that, that was the end of the chapter. Do you have any um, ending thoughts about our... Our first, our first glimpse into the world that is, uh... Well, I, I already told you the moral in the, in the myth and folklore section. Uh, don't eat your fucking children. Uh... And I said, stop telling me what to do. The, the moral of the chapter, um, hmm, hmm. Don't go, don't... Stranger danger? <laughs> Yeah, stranger danger, even if it's somebody you know, if you're all alone and they start growling, scream. Scream and run. Like, 
I get it. You're you you're like, oh, it's a teacher. I it should be fine. But like, no, this teacher was being creepy as fuck. Don't don't trust that shit. Stranger danger. Uh, and with that, you should uh listen to our plugs for the week. Um, because we're not strangers at all. You should do what <laughs> we we recommend, of course. Absolutely. So every week we will uh, share something that we're enjoying right now. Hope thinking that you might enjoy it as well. Uh, yeah. What maybe. you've been enjoying, Taylor? Oh, man. I wasn't prepared to go first. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Well, then I'll go first. Uh, so I just uh, I just finished rereading Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda. Uh, <laughs> it's a very fun queer book. Because queer. I also just really love... <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> uh, you can't see them right now, but they've got their hands on their face, pushing up their cheeks, and just saying, queer. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's my it's reaction. Weird. It's adorable. I just really love um, Becky Albertalli's writing. It fills me with joy. That's that's my plug. Read Simon. It's so good. I am currently reading Michelle Obama's memoir, Becoming. If you want to be inspired by a true goddess, please go read that and worship at her feet. Because what a beautiful human. I'm sorry, where is her cabin? I can't have blood. I want, I want her to be my godly parent. Only the cool kids get to be her children. That's true. Sad. <laughs> uh, we are recording literally the day after the inauguration, and Woo! yes, thank God. God thank bless. The gods. Yeah, God's bless America. But I just have to say, on the topic of Michelle Obama, if you want proof that she's a goddess, just look at any of the pictures from the inauguration, and you'll believe. Yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> She right. Oh yeah, let's let's uh, one more plug for democracy. <laughs> democracy won for once. God's bless. Any any parting parting thoughts for us, uh, Charlie? Char Charlie? Charlie? Taylor? Yeah, buddy. Get out of your fucking closet. You can follow the podcast socials at of the eldest gods pod on Instagram and at of the eldest gods on Twitter. You can send an iris message to us through of the eldest gods pod at gmail.com. You can follow me, Taylor, at Taylor from Cabin Six on Instagram and Historical Femme spelled F E M M E on Twitter. Catch me on episodes of the Restricted section, Hell from Elsewhere, and True Stories of a Tryhard. You can follow me, Charlie, at GreenPixie12 on most platforms, mainly Instagram and Tumblr. But on Twitter, I'm at GreenPixie123, which I'm not salty about. No, not at all. Uh, I also have an art Instagram that I sometimes use, at GreenPixieDraws. Uh, I sometimes do the YouTube thing on my channel, Charlie Mac. That's M-A-C-K. And I also have another podcast called Fandom's Gone Wrong, where my mom and I talk about movies, TV shows, books, and whatever 
other fandoms we enjoy. You can find that on all the major podcasting apps. Our music was written by Nora Strauss-Riggs and recorded and edited by Ian Emmerich. You can find Nora at Kane underscore I, that's I as in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your pod. She's the host of Siblings and Fandoms, where Nora and her sister Maddie talk about fandoms they're part of, ones they're not, and everything in between. She is also the host of Modern Musical Origin, which is an informative show delving into the history of different instruments and styles of music. You can find both of those pods on all the major podcasting apps. We are proud to be a part of the Movie Night Crew Network, which features the Restricted section, a chapter-by-chapter Harry Potter pod, with lots of spoilers all the time, and the Movie Night Crew. Join some friends as they react to some terrible, some meh, and some really great movies. What's up, potheads? It's me, your host, Christina. Welcome to the restricted section. No, we're not in Hogwarts. It's like a metaphor. Do you get it? Like, we're raunchy, and we get drunk, and we make sex jokes, and we have an all-spoilers-all-the-time policy, so, you know, it's like the restricted section. I've been told that explaining jokes makes them funnier. If you've ever wondered how the Marauders map actually works, If you've ever thought that maybe Snape sometimes wears jeans. If you've ever thought that Draco and Harry are for sure in love. I mean, they're for sure in love. If you've ever had a hard time deciding who you'd rather bang, Bill or Charlie, obviously Charlie, then this podcast is for you. You don't even have to do the reading. We'll do it for you. Catch the Restricted Section every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts and find us online at Restricted Section Pod. Of the Eldest Gods is based on the series by Rick Riordan. Right now, we are discussing Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcatcher and meet us back here every Thursday. Some people say Uranus. I say Uranus. Anyway. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.